so uh, welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. Uh, it's a weekly show on YouTube and uh, going out on SoundCloud as a podcast as well. And each week I get the privilege of meeting somebody super interesting and just uh, talking to them about their story. And this week is no different. Uh, I'm very lucky to be joined by Brandon Ralph who is kind of a child prodigy, uh, 19 years old, I think, <laughs> a serial entrepreneur, youth ambassador, podcaster, broadcaster, content producer, Generation Z, I believe, is the right classification, yeah. and uh, an incredible uh, story in a very, very short uh, space of time so far, but there's lots of content um, there, so welcome, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like you've given me a great introduction. I've now got to live up to it for the next 40 minutes. I actually prepared by uh, listening to, you did a TED talk, right? I did, recently. yeah. Last, so last year, yeah, I got approached to do a TEDx talk and it was like, it's a, it was at the largest TEDx event in Europe. Really? So it was like, I think 1,700 people there. So it was like quite a, uh, and, and it was like, where yeah, was it? It was in, in Brighton, so yeah. from down, down in the south anyway. And um, yeah, they were like, uh, do you want to come and do a TED talk? And I was like, yeah. And you'll notice that it's quite short. Um, I didn't notice that. Because it was designed to be short. So it was designed actually to be a bit more consumable for um, sort of young audiences. With shorter um, attention yeah. spans. Yeah, but not just that, but like, I. I, I feel like I said what I needed to say in, my, in the five, six minutes that it was. And I didn't want to drag it out for like 18 minutes because for me the important message which I hope came across was that young people should be brought into conversations. Yeah. Um, and I think you could do that in five minutes. And for me, even for older generations, I think when you see a video on YouTube, and I love YouTube, YouTube's not my favourite site, and, but when I see a video that's on YouTube that's like over 15 minutes, it's like I've got to commit in my head to watching that video, do you get what I mean? So it's, I like, know, yeah. it's like I've got to then, for the next 15, 20 minutes, like focus on this video but then it's like when it's just five minutes I can go oh it's only five minutes I'll just stick it on that well, do, do you know what I feel like I'm getting intense real time coaching here like the last one of these I put out I think was 40 minutes no so, but it's different because I too listen to podcasts but when I'm listening to something like this I would be on a train usually yeah um, so my favorite podcast is uh, this podcast called views um, it's by YouTubers David Dobrik and uh, Jason Nash, yeah. um, huge YouTubers in the States, huge young skewed audience, yeah. um, and they do this basically this like 40 minutes, or they sit there and talk about funny things that have happened in their week and life, and it's just quite a nice refreshing sort of one. Entertaining. Uh, yeah, entertaining, um, and I stick it in uh, because I'm not a huge like music fan. Um, so I don't listen to a huge amount of music. Yeah. Um, the music I do listen to um, tends to be, I love like musical music. Yeah. So I'm into my musical, my theatre and things like that. Oh, um, so my other sort of passion when I'm travelling, because I travel a lot, is podcasts. Right. Um, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. But when it comes to YouTube or videos, it's just, if I've, I've got a, you know, there, when Shane Dawson uploads his new video, I will set an hour and a half aside to watch it. Right. But when, but in my day to day, I'm a bit, you know, more like, okay, well, I can't commit to that. So the TEDx talk was just in that mind. It was like, 
I want something that's quick, biteable that you'll see and you know pop up in your recommended, and you'll be like, oh, I've seen five minutes, so I yeah. can watch it, learn a little bit about young. Well, people. you know what? That's that's exactly what I thought. So, <laughs> gosh, in case there are some Generation Zs watching, we should uh, we should skip uh, skip to the chase here. So, uh, 19 years old, so it's yep. it's uh, a long but a uh, not a long but a, uh, a very intensive uh, yeah, life. I, You're I, a central. I feel like when I get to 20, I'm going to suddenly become older. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like this okay. is what everybody says. They're like when you join your team, when you leave your teens, it's like you suddenly are like the novelty will wear off. But yeah. I've still got another. My birthday was in July, so I've still got another like eleven months of it. Well, I've got good um, news to you. You'll still feel twenty <laughs> when you're more my age, which I which I won't disclose. But uh, uh, thanks. So at one stage, I understand you were the UK's youngest yeah. CEO. Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, my original venture. So I think it's important to sort of state that. I never really wanted to, I was never a businessy person. So my home life, I come from, come from originally Reading, but then I moved down to uh, Eastbourne, which is nice by the coast. Uh, and um, my mum's a hairdresser, my dad's a grab lorry driver. It's not like a, a come from a family of entrepreneurs, you know? Um, and I used to, this is the cool thing, I used to want to be a spy. So a I, spy? Yeah. Are you? So, um, no, I'm not. Well, no. you couldn't tell yeah, me I even if you were. Sure. <laughs> um, but we, the, the important thing for me was like, I love I loved programming and things like that. So I learned to code when I was really young yeah. and things like that, uh, which I think is so important. Favorite language? Um, I don't know. I kind of don't code too much anymore. Mm. When I do code, I code lots of PHP uh, because I do like PHP is just so easy when you can just drop it on the web yeah. um, compared to you know having environments. But um, I mean, GoLang is like the cool one at the moment. Is uh, it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm loving. I, I I mean, I think programming the 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 value of programming is once you know one language, it's actually relatively simple to move between them. And is that what um, led you to your new business? Was it was it a technology kind of, business? Yeah. So uh, we. Um, I'm assuming you've had a Minecraft. Yes. <laughs> I'm a bit concerned if you. Um, I have two teenage sons, so I have. Yeah. Heard How old are your sons? Fourteen and seventeen. Actually, they're a bit. Yeah. Well, they'll over be Minecraft they'll be reliving now. on the thing at the moment. So Minecraft's in its little, um, what I would call like its nostalgia tour. Yeah. So it's back in the mainstream. You're seeing okay. YouTube at the moment. It's, it's back cool there. Again. It's kind of come back as like people are playing it ironically at the moment. And um, but basically, I built content in Minecraft for companies and organisations and Amazing. YouTubers. Um, so we used to work. Um, which kind of the cool link in with Google, I guess, is that uh, we used to have the largest, I used to produce the largest Minecraft live stream on YouTube. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> uh, called uh, How to Minecraft. Okay. Have you heard of it before? Yes, I uh, have. And, uh, and so that was full of creators. Yeah. Um, I, I've exited since four, um, but five and six have gone on to even more success. So lots and, of subscribers, um, lots of views. Yeah, and across uh, lots of YouTubers in this country and mainly in the States, um, lots of uh, talent that, you know, it just all played in one map. And that was a business was. for you? Yeah, well, we got paid We got paid a production fee sure. from all the YouTubers. Um, everybody sort of like, there was a small YouTube fee, everybody paid their share. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other part of the business, the main part was we built content for, um, you know, for companies that wanted to do that, and um, we did like a really cool um, like advert for Tesla and things like that. Um, and we built 
just built lots of content in the game. You'd be surprised. Uh, uh, there were a lot of Tesla uh, buyers in that sort of Minecraft audience. And so oh curious. no, it was like a Tesla, like for model. It was for the Model Three. Gotcha. Uh, they did like a competition, okay. and so we were like, we'll make a Minecraft advert. Okay. Uh, and I think MKBHD won in the end uh, with his advert. Um, but we loved. We we liked Minecraft, and we I played it as like. You know, as you do. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with back in the olden days of Minecraft, when it was like the Yogg's cast um, and that sort of crowd, and it was like, you know, a very small community. Um, back when I started, there was like. Back in the olden days of yeah. Minecraft. I grew up in New Zealand, we had three channels, one of them was black and white. So this is all quite but, recent. But this was like, so like, kind of back when gaming, so Minecraft on YouTube made gaming like. YouTube kind of grew Minecraft, I think. I think yeah. YouTube was responsible for Minecraft's growth. And that was down to the creators on the site. And, you know, very early on, I was in Minecraft, like the Minecraft universe. I used to be, there used to be an IRC channel with Notch in, you know, and we used to chat when it was that small, before even multiplayer came out or anything. Uh, and, you know, we kind of realised quite quickly that, you know, that there was a business, you know, when YouTube was playing maps and things like that. You know, somebody's got to make them, um, and you know, fundamentally, somebody's got to pay for them. Yeah. And uh, there's huge Minecraft servers. You know, games within games. You know, some that, you know, I think the record for one is 68,000 concurrent people on one Minecraft server. Yeah. Um, which is just amazing. Uh, so there's there was this whole ecosystem inside of Minecraft right. sort of built up. Um, now, what sort of happened towards the end of my tenure um, was that Microsoft started kind of crushing what I saw as the creativity and the freedom. Um, so we'd built loads of technology to help translate, because um, they built a whole new version of Minecraft Microsoft. They built the C version, which is on mobiles and Xboxes yeah. and all that now. And um, they kind of left the Java version behind, which we'd all played on, yeah. and we'd built all of our technology on. But we kind of built technology that allowed us to port it there. Um, but then they started clamping down on everything we could do, um, and clamping down, in my opinion, on creativity. Right. So, um, you had enough. This was going yeah, creative, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you answered, and you sold. Or? Yeah. Well, it was kind of. Uh, I can't talk too much about it uh, because it's all NDA'd. But um, yeah, you don't exit. need to talk about it. And then. Um, and then as you do, I feel like whenever you come out with a big job and something like that, because um, I was still in school for this whole period. Wow. So you were um, what age when you exited? So I started when I was 13, I exited when I was 17. Jeez. Um, and so I learned to program when I was 11, so it kind yeah. of started my, and then it kind of grew. And then what happened there was we, yeah, I kind of went into consultancy. Consultancy, you know, so that, that took uh, you into, was it Think Nation? No, so, venture, no so Think Nation is a little venture, we'll come back to that in okay, a bit, I think. Good. Right. Uh, it links me. in more today, but uh, Internet Ready is kind of the, um, what I would call my um, uh, consultancy part. Um, so I mainly work with uh, big organisations, sort of of Google size, that sort of level, um, in in the big fields of how they can engage young people uh, to market to them, and then also how they can hire them into organisations. Right. Um, so when you say young people, I mean so Gen Z, so people that Gen are born Z. sort of after 1997, this new this this generation that represents a third of the UK and a third yeah. of the world, yeah, yeah. Uh, so quite a large generation, and the gen generation that are coming into the workforce yeah. now. Um, so the ones that are just finishing university, you know, just yeah. coming out of school, still loads of potential. They're the ones that have grown up with, you know, 
YouTube and sure. you know social media. It's you know their brain chemistry has fundamentally changed. I had to look at um, it before, and uh, the official definition or one of the official definitions is aged four to twenty-four. So exactly that sort of yeah coming out yeah. of school, yeah. So it, it's, first it's, job, it's, second it's job, like a little bit. Um, it's a little bit. The definitions Different are around definitions, it, yeah. yeah. I like to pull in this new generation alpha at the moment, which is the one after Gen Z. Oh, is that right? Um, which would be the under fours, which is kind of the people born after 2010. But I've struggled with that because I don't think there's been enough of a change between generations like we've seen yeah. with millennials and us. Um, so, you know... I'm, I'm Gen X, by the way. You're Gen X. Yes. yes. So I'm down the same end of the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> that's people born in yeah. the 70s. And yeah. Well, Gen X, interestingly, Gen X is a lot similar to Gen Z yeah. than millennials. Millennials are that weird in between, that middle, that don't really fit anywhere. Um, and I mean, I'm kind of generalising here with everyone. Yeah, you, You've go got on. to kind of accept me for that. I do, when I do consultancy, I do go a bit more into departmentalising. But uh, if we generally look at Gen Generations, the work ethic and things like that that come from Gen X, you know, your generation is very similar to Gen Z. Um, you know, millennials just seem to have this weird, I think it comes from like, you know, them, them you know, not growing up with the internet in a different way, kind of like, we yeah. grew, like, I don't remember a time without YouTube, yeah, um, whereas, you know, they will. Um, and I think it's a matter of, you know, the funny thing in marketing is I always find is that you have to actually try a little bit harder and smarter to market to Gen Z because we're a bit more like you can't, you know, Facebook kind of grew on advert success, yeah, particularly with the millennial audience. Uh, but that was because we, you know, that millennials are kind of quite easy to advertise to passively like that whereas you know researching we found is that gen z aren't and you have to engage them in different ways and lots of that is through sort of influencer marketing um sort of advertising with video and things like that and which is incredibly important um, but lots of the brands um and particularly people that are high up in companies don't necessarily get that yeah. um, particularly if they you know like if they have children they have then a certain image of young people through their children's eyes and through their children's peer groups rather than taking a big overall stand uh, and also as well we see that sometimes um, they just uh, aren't so uh, susceptible to accepting that it's quite a big change of a generation it's going to be quite a shift in the next sort of 10 to 15 so years. I, I love the concept of internet ready and advising large companies yeah. on, on Gen Z there's probably a few Gen X's yeah. uh, like me watching or listening mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? I mean the simple thing that I give that I, that I always go at, at sort of the end of my, uh, my end of my TEDx talk is fundamentally you've just got to have a conversation with them so you know um, in an organisation like Google it's like people like yourself that are at the top of the ladder talking to the people that are just coming into the organisations that are Gen Z and having lots of communication and discussing and not dismissing their ideas because they're you know they've just joined but listening to what they want and yeah. pulling it up um, and you know there's different ways to do that and you know what I get to do in my role is go into organisations and look at the best way for that organisation specifically to do it because each organisation is unique yeah. um, and how that they you know how they target young people and you know how many young people they're hiring is completely different for everyone um, but it's fundamentally is all about having conversation and you know sort of like being on an equal level to them and, and having them want because you know what we're seeing and I think you probably see similar at Google is that people are moving jobs a lot quicker. So they're not sticking around for, you know, like 40 year that? careers. Um, I think 
and you've seen it in my career, you know, um, and how I jump around is fundamentally because I think I just have so much to give and that I want to move around and try different things. Um, I see the future of education being that we'll end up all going back to school when we're 30 and retraining to do something else, you know, um, and constantly Probably learning. Multiple times, um, yeah, 30 and, you know, maybe 40 and 50 and then God knows when the retirement age will be when I get there. Probably 90. Maybe, 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 maybe. What you say really resonates with me, I have to say. I've got a couple of, um, uh, actually more than a couple, a uh, few mentors uh, who are in their 20s. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, actually a two-way mentorship. And I tell you, I learn as much from them probably more than hopefully they, they do from me. So I think, it, I think you're well, onto something. It's, it's important because it's a matter of... Um, yeah, understanding and twenty. I, I feel like when you go over twenty, it's a different. You're you're more looking at the millennial view, and when but I think um, I'm excited to see if you're still if you're still at Google in another ten years, when the generation that are like ten at the moment, do you get what I mean? Right. Then at twenty. Gee, so I need to, to add them. to my. I, I need a. I, I need you as a mentor. <laughs> I, I need to mix the generations. I'm happy to that, but it's, but this is this is fundamentally what I did with Internet Ready is yeah. because I'm in this generation and I constantly. My life is, um, or at least my life was, and we'll go on to what my life is now in a little bit, but my life was, um, and it still is to a big extent, it's just looking at data, commissioning data, researching. And But fundamentally what I do is I am the consumer myself. Yeah. So I, you know, when I'm like recommending, you know, companies to build relationships with influencers for, for whatever, I can recommend you the best influencer because I watch lots of them, yeah? yeah. You know, You're I'm subscribed yeah. to like hundreds of YouTube channels um, yeah. and I watch... Um, basically exclusively YouTube, yeah. uh, maybe a little bit of Netflix and a little bit of the BBC, but, but a majority of my time is yeah. on YouTube uh, watching a large variety of creators. So yeah. you have a, a depth um, and an expertise? Yeah, well I watch everything from beauty YouTubers to yeah. um, you know tech YouTubers to uh, comedy YouTubers, uh, sort of sketches. Uh, to sort of more, uh, I mean, the big thing that's rising on YouTube at the moment is like the tea spillers, like the um, the sort the of tea spillers. Yeah. I so um, I'm pretty so well versed in YouTube. When, but I when controversy that. happens on YouTube, um, so earlier this year there was a big controversy about, say, James Charles, mm -hmm. um, which I'm sure you might have heard of. Mm -hmm. um, it sort of uh, sort of pick, gets picked up by lots of commentary channels. Right. Um, so lots of ones that like to comment on comment on sort gotcha, of affairs gotcha. and things like that, um, and it's known in the industry as tea spilling. Um, gotcha. Okay. And so no, we're no, we're, no. we're you know in that age at the moment um, where that's kind of really big on YouTube. Speaking um, of, speaking of uh, young uh, YouTubers, um, have you heard of Ryan Toys Review? Yes, I know Ryan's team quite well. Yeah. You know Ryan's team quite well. Yeah, so I don't know Ryan personally. I feel I like think, it'd be a little bit weird if I knew he's, Ryan. He's about six years old, I think. Yeah. Uh, he does it with his mum. And he's got, I think I just checked this morning, 21 million subscribers and 32 billion views yeah. now. Well, you use Ryan. There's, uh, there's, this, there's this amazing girl in the UK called Tatiana. Yes. Um, who is managed by a wonderful friend of mine um, okay. called Laura Edwards, um, who uh, who I just love because Laura is just Laura is like me in terms of she's like a Gen Gen X, but she like is like a Gen Z because she right. just watches YouTube. It's like when a new Shane Dawson video comes out, we text each other. It's like that sort of relationship, and. Uh, 
so Tatiana is a huge YouTuber in the UK in the kids yeah. space as you probably know um, she's got 10 million subscribers um, and she just released released a range called Hearts by Tatiana okay. in Asda in the UK um, and it was in there for a six week run and it yeah. sold out within five days goodness well, thank you for talking so much about YouTube. We didn't, yeah. uh, we didn't actually. No, but but take me back to your companies. You've got two others, and I'm anxious to hear yeah, about so, those. So, Think Nation is uh, is a friend of mine, Lizzie's company, who uh, and I sit on the board for, and I also help produce some of their events. Um, and it was it's kind of been around for a, a few years now, and it's a. Uh, a young people's um, is it brings together thought leaders um, so you know people like yourself um, who have you know lots of industry experience and it brings them together with young people um, together at events uh, for um, to basically sort of discuss uh, and come up with solutions for stuff Right. Um, so, you know, we've been into lots of organisations who've, you know, commissioners come in and come up with different solutions. I mean, my favourite work is what we've been doing down in Brighton. Uh, we came up with um, some uh, sort of solutions, some, a group of young people came up with some solutions about solving homelessness in the city. Okay. Um, so, Brighton is one of the most it's got the highest one of the highest homeless populations one in 69 people in Brighton are homeless really? yeah um, and so it's a huge issue and um, he came up with an idea and then what we did through Think Nation is we would we took it to the council and now the council are picking it up um, and bringing it out and, and sort of working with the young people themselves to try and make their ideas plausible and another idea came up which was about um, rubbish um, and how to fix rubbish issues and in Worthing Council which is next door to Brighton we're like we love this and we want to try it out um, and so we kind of allow young people to come up with ideas and we have this very sort of um, fancy format that allows it to happen in, in a day uh, and then at the end of the day so like they, a hackathon a crowdsourcing of creativity yeah, yeah, and a hackathon kind of like that yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know the sort of mission of the company is to humanise technology right. um, and really sort of understand and, and you know fundamentally we sort of want to do that um, and then we've sort of been putting a little bit more of a, a sort of rest on that as we move on to our new venture but we're working with um, Columbia uh, University and their global centres um, and doing uh, hopefully what's we're, we're doing a one next year but we're hoping that it turns into a regular thing um, of uh, sort of bringing very very big sort of world thought leaders together uh, using our format um, so you know most of that's Lizzie's child but you know I come into it a few years ago and sort of I'm the person that helps sometimes connect the dots um, yeah. and uh, it's sort of been that and Lizzie and I have sort of it's allowed us to work together professionally yeah. uh, before sort of going into what is now our current venture which we started to which is today, which is Studio B um, which is uh, the way we're pitching it is a game-changing new production company we don't feel that there's been enough innovation in production companies um, for forever um, you look at all the you know big you know, even the big incubators in London and things like that, and none of them on their lists even have production company as like a type. Do you know what I mean? So break this um, down. What, when you say production company, what do you mean? Uh, we make television shows, right? Um, or not necessarily just television shows, also content for um, that lives on SVODs. So um, another plug for YouTube, YouTube Premium, uh, and S subscription uh, video on demand. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I'm loving what YouTube are doing with their new move of how they're doing. 
uh, SVOD and how they're releasing it to the public um, a little bit more um, because uh, I'm a YouTube Premium subscriber um, that you know I understand that everybody is and it's quite nice it's nice for us as when we're going to be producing content that it will be seen by a wider audience that's yeah. you know ad supported and is it short and, form long form what, what do you uh, mean? so, Films, so our, TV? Our, our key thing is we're working on targeted content for under 24 okay so TV has a big issue at the moment where obviously young people aren't watching television anymore mm -hmm. yeah because they're watching YouTube mm -hmm. uh, and Netflix and things like that and uh, what we want to do is we really want to uh, we think that there, there is a way that you can make young people watch television, but the way that you do that is by building multi-platform approaches into your programmes. And what commonly happens with production at the moment is they'll go, oh, we finished up production, we need to put some clips on YouTube, yeah? So, like, chop up bits and put them on YouTube. And it's like, okay, that's cool. But what we do is we fundamentally think about yeah. everything like that from the get-go. Or, like, we... Content as a sort of multiple surface thing. Yeah, so we don't treat it as just like that. And so when yeah. we're doing commissions, uh, we don't just go, this is just going to live on that. And, I mean, Channel 4 is huge sort of leader in pushing digital spaces they, they're hiring commissioners at the moment that are yeah. just going to commission YouTube content yeah. um, which is fantastic and um, we we really sort of hyper focus on that you know young audience and that sometimes goes out in children's content um, at the moment we seem to be very sort of bullet eyeing on that sort of like 14 to 24 range right. so that sort of um, coming out of you know like young adult to yeah. um sort of uh, sort of coming from like a young adult to going into sort of adulthood uh, and it is all about building multi-platform and um, we do some what we try and do is we try and bring lots of young people into what we're doing uh, so we're going to be hiring lots of young people into our workforce yeah. uh, we're raising at the moment to be able to do that and uh, and then what we're doing some other things which are industry firsts uh, like we're building new um, sort of software that's going to allow us to build interactivity into our shows into a way that we can um, modulise at lower costs so we can actually do a lot more interactivity in the budgets that are out there for it already. Uh, and then so we're putting lots of money into development and then we're also doing lots and lots of uh, sort of like what we call different like industry changes so our company is sort of led by the values that we're mm. in um, so Lizzie and I very strong values driven people and so we fundamentally care about our values are we want high quality content so we, we're not going to be creating crap you know it'll mm. be high quality broadcast ready content and that's very important for us and very important for what we think is going to be to able to allow us to bridge the gap between you know this YouTube content and TV yeah. you know bringing that together um, we care about sustainability so um, BAFTA have this thing called Albert which um, sort of gives you a star rating on sustainability yeah. and so we're aiming to get three stars which is the highest stars on Amazing. every one of our productions mm -hmm. um, there's also a humongous issue in production at the moment of diversity and inclusivity yes. uh, I mean, we went to a conference in July and uh, we looked down the audience one and a half thousand and you could literally count uh, the BAME people on one hand you know right. um, and so we were like yeah this is a big issue it's and not reflective of society no uh, and, and you know it's not just in, in, in those backgrounds as well it's in um, social economic stances you know there's not enough uh, people from the working class in television it's, it seems yeah. to be sort of London elite you know um, and so we're really looking
looking to sort of pull that apart and change that. Um, importantly as well is not just diversity but it's the inclusivity so when those people are in our company they feel included because what commonly happens is they'll get brought in as a statistic yeah and then they won't fill in there and leave yeah and it kind of we, we're not about that we we want that and in our companies throughout you know in my in go creative we used to hire in 13 different countries across the world wow. um so we had a team of 40 that was there was literally two of us in the uk everyone yeah. else was international Lots of diversity. Um, so loads of diversity yeah. and, and you know for us it's important to have that diversity throughout um and then our next sort of thing is uh, we want to put people first. Um, so there's this, in, it kind of, you know, there's been, believe it or not, there's been no major study in the UK about the effects of mental health of people that work in television. There's one going on at the moment, but up until that, there was no study in the right. UK. Um, there was one in Australia, um, and uh, the sort of unfortunate thing that came out of it is uh, the statistic that really stood out for me was that um, people that had thought about suicide in the last 12 months was six times above national average. Really? Yeah, in the production industry in, really? in Australia. Um, it's the pressure and how they worked and um, there isn't support networks. Um, so what we're planning on doing is putting people first in everything we do. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have an independent part of our company that's just gonna be looking after well-being for everybody, yeah. both on screen and off screen. Um, so, you know, you've seen the recent scandal with uh, Jeremy Kyle and how that's been removed off of air. Um, and that was purely because, I think in my opinion, because a producer was put under pressure to get guests on the show and they weren't checked properly or they were checked under the the psychiatrist was under the producer so they felt an obligation to do it and so what we do is we completely remove that stance and we, so we have it completely separate mm. um, and so you know that's kind of one of our sort of things and then we're doing something which is also kind of quite revolutionary in the industry is we're very keen on transparency um, so we're through like vlogs and um, posts and uh, videos we're going to be sharing exactly how we make television Wow. Um, so it's very. So you can sort of come in behind the scenes and, yeah. and follow the process yeah. through. Yeah, That's and we're going to be hiring yeah. lots of young people to spearhead that. Um, so sometimes it is, you know, hard to match young people in high quality, to be honest, because they haven't had. 10 years of experience sure. behind that um, and we can match that to an extent and we can work with yeah. that and build them I think young people can learn at an accelerated rate anyway um, but you know for us it's, the, it's this whole strand we're calling making Studio B so Studio B sounds yeah. amazing and to me it really sounds <laughs> amazing so we, Think Nation sounds amazing yeah and so it, for, for us for me it's always just everything you'll see is just all about young people you, yeah, uh, I, mean, I live and breathe them I am one myself well, you are, yeah. and you know for me uh, I do loads and loads of work with uh, which you can see on your little list here is, so I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for Young yeah. Enterprise you are um, yeah. so uh, I steer I judge lots of national competitions and I mm -hmm. steer, help steer that company and uh, I'm also what's called an enterprise advisor. Mm -hmm. um, so what's around uh, around the UK, uh, the careers and enterprise company is funded by the government. Um, and there's this little scheme, uh, which I'm going to send to you because I think you should do it. Uh, but okay. it's called Give an Hour. 
um, and it asks you to give an hour a month uh, to a local school that will be around where you live um, and it could be in a different way it could be you know strategy which I do so I'm a, what's called a, um, an uh, enterprise advisor so yeah. I have a local school near me which I go into uh, for, a, for a couple of hours a month yeah. um, and, and help them with their enterprise strategy of getting young people into the workplace um, and luckily you know my school's one of the best in the area <laughs> uh, in terms of their enterprise yeah. statistics uh, which we're still working we're not perfect so we're still going to get there and then um, you know we you know there's a big push for the government at the moment well, getting careers education I would be school. very happy to personally volunteer um, yeah. I've, uh, I don't know what school I don't know where part of London you're from but there, there's well, going to be schools in your area well I think it's important to go into different areas as well I've, I've done I think four talks at schools this year so far and I love talking to you young people are a great audience because and a rather intimidating one because so it's different theory, not <laughs> right? They, they yeah, well, it's like I, I just always see it as you can't, you can't, you know, sort of treat them like idiots. It's like you well, have to talk at them with a the level. It's exactly the level opposite, right? Actually, yeah. they're they're more expert than most other uh, most other groups. Yeah. So listening to you, I mean, it's uh, it's extraordinary, inspiring. Thank you. And uh, meaning driven, purpose driven as well. Mm-hmm. What is it that? Um, do you think? I mean, you're you're clearly exceptional, but you're not the exception. No, in your age. I, I, I what is it much that's driving uh, people of your generation to start businesses? I think I think the main reason is the ability to do it. So, um, you know, like I'm going to use YouTube again because it is a fantastic example. Is the reason that there's all these young YouTubers is because it's so easy to click and upload and start you know a business yeah. in some ways through making videos um, and that's you know fundamentally you know what, what we do is because it was so easy to talk and communicate and do that it's, it's there's a lower barrier to entry yeah. um, yes you know the legal framework is a little bit complicated um, you know taxes and all that are always complicated um, but it's a matter of you know that there's that barrier to allow people to go in and great organisations like Young Enterprise that show you that it's not that difficult to start a business yeah. if you really have a passion for it um, and you know Studio B for us was we didn't think oh we're going to make a production company it came from a place that I went to my agent um, with some production ideas for shows uh, and he went I'm going to be honest with you Brandon you're going to have to get this to a production company and then they're going to have to pitch it to the commissioner and then maybe yeah. they'll pick it up or they won't it's a long process yeah. um, and then I was like you know, I went back to Lizzie and I was like, you know, why don't we just make the shows ourselves? You know? Right, just do it. Yeah, and then we went to this conference and we were like, wow, there's really big issues in the industry that need yeah. fixing. And it's like, well, nobody else is going to do it. Well, why don't we just do it? And, um, you know, we're looking, so we're raising like a considerable amount of money. Um, I say considerable, average amount of seed money in the UK, but we're, we're raising, you know, a decent amount of money that's going to hopefully last do what we want quicker because the, two months ago we thought oh you know we'll just make a couple of shows you know we've got an idea so if somebody wants to invest how do they um, do that they can email me if and, they want okay um, um, I'll link the email address yeah or you the, can just the, it's on my website which is just brandonralph.com perfect um, which I love I love that Brandon Ralph. I'm, I'm at Brandon Ralph everywhere which yeah. is awesome yeah. um, but uh, I uh, yeah. benefit of a unique name yeah right? <laughs> to be honest we're looking we're looking for people that can really so what we're doing at Studio B which is different is uh, and I can't name them at the moment or 
can tell you afterwards, but uh, until it's uh, until we've sort of published them. But we have an amazing board yeah. um, of people that make up that are like ex-executives, ex-heads, um, ex-controllers from all the major broadcasters in the UK. Mm -hmm. So we've got a really big industry-backed board. So it means that we're not just two scrappy people that haven't made TV shows before yeah. making TV shows. We've got like in my opinion maybe one of the best boards in television um, just because of how amazing diverse and how different it is and how we sort of do that and so you know we, we once we you know we were doing this a couple of months ago you know we just thought oh we've got some ideas yeah. you know we're going to this conference we'll speak to some commissioners we'll see if they like them and we'll see about how we produce them and then we kind of very quickly realized that there's actually a lot of demand for what we're doing yeah. and so now it's been like this past month has been a matter of lizzie and i sat there going okay we need to write a business plan and how think about how we're going to strategy yeah. how are we going to scale this because you know the way television works is we could get a commission that's like five million pounds yeah. yeah and so it's like we suddenly then got a scale from two right. of us to a hundred of us and you, you know? somehow got a bankroll um, left until we get paid yeah and, and and luckily in the U the, the nice thing about the UK and and this is why I, I love it is the production space in the UK is growing phenomenally yeah. um, it's growing a, a ridiculous amount per year yeah um, there's a huge demand uh, from all SBODs in America and around here for British made content yeah for proudly British content. Yeah, yes. Um, and, uh, and we, and, you know, it's actually the ironic thing is, is in the UK we have a huge deficit of, like studio space just because there's so much production going on that building, they can't build enough buildings Another quick enough. Idea yeah, us. I know, we want to build a studio one day. Um, and, uh, and, you know, for us, it, it, it seems like there's not much going on in this space. Yeah. Um, but if we're taking on investors and if people are genuinely interested in, in investing, we're looking for people that really share our values gotcha. um, it, if you don't resonate what, with what we want because um, we would I would happily you know like give up my salary so we could do better at you know hiring diverse people and we would compromise profits to do that you know to make sure that we've got that um, there's good money to be made in production but fundamentally uh, we're looking to sort of you know really sort of change things okay. um, and uh, we understand that as you probably understand working at a huge technology company is that tech and development is expensive um, and that you know to do that it's going to sort of be a process in itself um, but from an idea that started um, on a train up to Sheffield yeah. uh, a few few months ago. I think we're doing pretty, pretty well for a it few months. It sounds like you are. Well, well. It's, it's, for us, it's always just about, you know, what are we passionate about? Yeah. And, you know, right now, and it goes back, I probably won't be doing this forever. You know, I'll be doing this probably for five years or so, you know, and then I'll be on to my next adventure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, right now, it's I, I see that there's actually a huge Five gap. years would be a record for you, wouldn't it? I know. <laughs> I'm writing my five... It's like, when they're like, yeah, you've got to write your five-year plan. I'm like, okay, we'll still have to be here in five okay, years. Okay, so it's an amazing <laughs> idea. I'm going to put yeah. the links below the video mm -hmm. and, and the, uh, the podcast. Oh, and... Uh, I can confirm also, you know, what you said, that it's really easier than ever to, to do this. Oh, it really Case in point, is. right? If you look over here, yeah. what do you see? We're doing this, we're filming this and recording the soundtrack on a smartphone that's sitting on top of a tripod with a 40 quid microphone. Yeah. So it's as simple as anything. It, it really, and, and you know, this is, this is kind of what YouTube has sort of, I think, taught this generation is that really you can pick up a camera. I mean, look, 
Like, there's been YouTubers that have gone from zero to a million subscribers in a matter of weeks, you know? Um, anything's really possible. Anything's um, possible. Yeah, it's always like, you, you can never gamify YouTube because fundamentally, I don't think you guys even understand the black box that is YouTube um, and how the algorithm does that and people try and play it. But it's a matter of, like, producing good quality content, doing the best, and then eventually you'll get rewarded for it. Uh, and, you know, fundamentally, it might not end up being a reward in, you know, you might not get a million subscribers, to go I mean. But what you might get is suddenly a big portfolio on YouTube of filmmaking stuff that you can then come to, you know, somebody like me that's really eager to hire someone like you. Um, and I've suddenly got this big, you know, portfolio of the last two years that you've been making videos for, you yeah. know, to look at. Um, so really, you know, it can sort of open up loads and loads of doors like that. Um, and it really, this generation really, really excites me for what it's going to bring in the next 10 years. Well, it excites me too. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having yes, you on the show. Yes, thank you for having Brandon, me. Brandon, thank you uh, for, for, for that inspiration <laughs> and uh, all the best for your new business. Thank you.